Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls. A burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. My name is Caitlin Mirabel and I have been your host for the last year. This is actually our final episode and I am going to be hosting the episode by myself. I wanted to read to you guys an article that I wrote for the Baptist Convention of New England that really sums up what I've learned through the podcast over the past year. The article is called A Woman's Place is in the Home. My dear neighbor posted a sign in her yard that says a woman's place is in the resistance. The sign faces my house, so I'm drawn to it every time I go outside or pull into our driveway, and it has sparked so much thought. Is our place in the resistance? What does that even mean? Where is the place of a woman, of a Christian woman, specifically that of a wife and mom? I'm convinced by God's word that our place is actually in the home. God tells the church in Titus 2, Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Wives and mothers play many roles and can do many things, but were clearly taught by God to be and do these things. In an interview last summer with Dana Stinson, I asked her, how have you remembered the call to missional motherhood throughout your many years of parenting? She told me, I don't depend on the applause of my family, but I constantly remind myself that God has called me to these things, to respect my husband, to raise my children, and to care for my home. I am never more like Christ than when I am serving. My aim is to please Him. Her ability to persevere faithfully comes from her conviction that God has called her to these roles and responsibilities. Her response changed my life. Until now, I understood that I was a stay-at-home mom because I wanted to be, which meant that the way I spent my time depended on my own desires and will. I treated cleaning our house like a hobby, working at it when I pleased, which was sporadic. I treated God's call to raise our children as a choice that I made, which meant that how we spent our days and how I trained them, or didn't train them, was up to me. Loving and respecting my husband was also my choice, which means that he has often taken the brunt of my arrogance and overbearing expectations. This was all wrong. Jesus tells us very plainly that to follow him we must die to ourselves and pick up our crosses. Luke 9.23, Matthew 16.24 I've always wondered what that meant. I'm learning that it's simple, actually, and he calls me to die all day long. I die to myself in order to love my husband and children by becoming a servant to all. I pick up my cross when I work at home instead of spending time on other meaningful or meaningless things. 
I die to myself by submitting to my husband and by practicing self-control, purity, and kindness when I'd rather insist on my own way or give in to the desires of my flesh. As moms, most of us won't die as martyrs for God's kingdom. Instead, he calls us to die a thousand deaths that his word may not be reviled. But don't lose heart. It was for the joy set before him that Christ endured the cross, and I can assure you, sisters, that there is abundant joy to be found in picking up your cross, too. Please don't mishear me. I'm not aiming to discuss whether or not women should work outside the home, how many hours per day should be spent within the walls of our houses, who should complete which household tasks, or if we should give ourselves to hobbies. There is much freedom for the Christian. This is as much a matter of the heart as it is a matter of your physical presence. One can be physically in the home, but distracted, disobedient, and destructive. On the contrary, a mom who works can maintain a heart at home where all that she does, including work, is out of genuine love for her home and a desire to obey God by prioritizing those who dwell there. Mama, where is your heart? Is your heart fixed on your God-given earthly home in preparation for your eternal home in heaven? Or is your heart somewhere else? After a quick online search, I learned that the resistance that my neighbor's sign refers to aims to rally women in a fight for several things that Christian women ought to lovingly and boldly reject. But that doesn't mean we're coasting. In fact, the Titus II woman daily resists our culture's philosophy that women are most fulfilled outside of the home by demonstrating to the world that God values the happenings of the home and the people in the home so highly that he calls capable, intelligent, strong, talented women to forsake many earthly opportunities and take our place in the home. I decided to share this article with you because it so wonderfully portrays what the Lord has been teaching me through the Miss Teacher Mom podcast. You may remember the interview I mentioned in this article with Dana Stinson, which was the second and third episodes of this podcast. And that is just one example of how my podcast guests have influenced me as a mother. For that, I am so thankful to the Lord for giving me the opportunity to talk to so many wise Christian women who have so graciously given their time and energy to share with moms like us. To close, I'd love to answer the same question that I ask all of my guests, which is, do I have any words of wisdom or encouragement to share with moms who are seeking to raise their kids with eternity in mind? To that, I would say yes. I want to encourage you ladies that regardless of whatever the world is telling you, you are indeed doing what God has called you to do by loving your husband and children and taking care of your home. It only takes studying his word to know this is his will for your life. And to speak specifically to motherhood, since that's the aim of this podcast, I want to encourage you to be the best mom you can be. Don't treat motherhood like a hobby or a chore, like a suggestion from God or an option among many options. Treat motherhood as your assignment from God because that's what it is. A doctor studies for years in school, goes through residency programs and internships, and continues to strive to be the best doctor he can be because bodies are at the mercy of his hands. 
Similarly, let us strive to be the best moms we can be because the souls of our children are in our hands. Can we save our children? No. But as we know through his word and have heard throughout this year in this podcast, God has especially equipped us and called us to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And through Christ and the power of his spirit who dwells in us, we can do a darn good job. But it takes intentionality. I want to encourage you to take a look at your mothering every so often, maybe seasonally. Ask the Lord to help you recognize where you need to focus your efforts in prayer and hard work to be a better mom. I'm not encouraging you to run through a cycle of self-loathing or shame and guilt, but to objectively look at how things are going and where you can improve, in the same way a doctor might go through an assessment or a teacher is evaluated yearly. Ask the Lord and yourself questions like, How am I treating my children? How is my attitude towards motherhood? Am I spending my time well? Am I neglecting any of the needs of my children? How can I be a better mom this season? The Lord is gracious and he wants to help us succeed. He will surely do it. I can give you a few random but potentially helpful examples from my own life over the past year. Last fall, I was super convicted about my lack of care for my girl's hair. They have super fun and curly hair, but it requires a lot of time and attention. I thought nothing of going out in public with their electrocuted look, but was increasingly convicted over my need to take care of not just their souls, but also their bodies. As the Lord helped me to see this, I've been able to create routines that enable me to take better care of their hair and in turn teach them to love how the Lord has made them. For another example, during the winter I noticed that I had been spending way too much time on social media. I've been convicted of this on and off for years, not only by the fact that my phone tracks the minutes I spend on it, but also by how often I'd catch myself zoned out while my children were in my presence or trying to get my attention. After failing at several modifications like timers and self-made rules, I realized that I needed to sign off social media completely, and I am honestly a better mom to my children because of that decision. Lastly, and most recently, I've realized that my extroverted tendencies of overbooking my schedule with commitments and people has caused me to neglect the care for my family and home. Things like teaching Elena her letters or keeping the house tidy have gone out the window for playdates and ministry needs. I've always made excuses to myself because I was filling my schedule with quote-unquote good things, but the Lord graciously reminded me that he does not call me to serve others to the neglect of my own family and home. Is it okay to skip a homeschool lesson to meet someone's need? Yes. But I was making a habit of putting others before our kids, and that's something I'm trying to work on during this season of motherhood. So seek the Lord and ask yourself, in what ways could the Lord be calling you to die to yourself, take up your cross, and follow him in the roles and responsibilities that he has given you as a wife and mom? And I'd encourage you to ask him regularly, because he wants to help you be the best mom you can be to the precious babies he has given you. The world will try to convince us that there are many places for a woman to find fulfillment. But let us look to God's word to see that what is truly precious in his sight. Let us aim to be like the Proverbs 31 woman that says, 
She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Ladies, this is such a precious picture of what a beautiful woman looks like in the eyes of God. A woman who fears the Lord, a woman who loves her husband and children, and a woman who is filled with good works. Our culture will try to convince us that so many other things matter. But let us raise our children with eternity in mind, in hopes that just as God has forgiven us of our sins through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, that he would also forgive the sins of our children, so that they would not only be our children, but also be brothers and sisters, who in a thousand years and ten thousand years will join us and many others from every tribe and every nation and every tongue, where we will sing, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. I hope that this episode has been a blessing to you. Thank you for joining me over the past year on the Miss Teacher Mom podcast, ladies. Feel free to go back to past episodes that have been a blessing to you and share these with your friends so that they too can be encouraged and equipped to raise their kids with eternity in mind.